0: Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Runt, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Can we go together to the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. It says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Can you tell your neighbor, on the things of others? He says, let not every man on his own things, let every man also on the things of others. There are others in our life. There are other people that God loves. There are others that God is concerned about their welfare. There are others that God is concerned. And God loves them and wants to give them the same opportunity and the same life. Verse 5. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. What mind did Jesus have? Jesus had the mind of others in his mind. He thought about you, and he thought about me. He didn't only think of himself. He didn't think that he's fine to be in heaven and to enjoy his prestigious position, but the Bible says he took upon himself and he came as a human being and he took the form of a man and even reduced himself to a form of a slave. So there are others that need to hear. And if you say, I'm a Christian, I love the Lord, I'm committed, specifically an Immanuel Christian Church member, we are very concerned about your love for others. You cannot live by yourself. One of the distortions that people have, when they start to get a job, they think everybody else is lazy because they are working. They think everybody else is a loser because they are getting paid. You have to think far beyond yourself. There are others other than you. Can you tell your neighbor there are others other than you? And God loves them as well. Tell your neighbor, and God loves them as well. All of us, regardless of our status, how we have fallen from grace, God's love, still. God still loves us. God's love is good enough for each and every one of us. The drama that the children were making to show that from a point of a murderer to a great preacher, it's the grace of God. And today I want to challenge the whole church. That we need to change our attitudes. You cannot be a Sunday Christian. It's not possible. You can't live your life by just coming to church, putting on Sunday clothes. Looking like an angel for two hours and then you leave the church and then you transform into something else. We have to love other people. We have to be concerned about the welfare Of others. Others exist. Can you tell your neighbor? Others exist. Others exist. Hallelujah. Others. We have Christ had others in his mind. We have to have others in our mind. Hallelujah. We have to spend our life on others. For the past 37 years of my life as a Christian, I spent... All of that 37 years on others. My life has been given to others. I've given so much of my life, resources and whatever that I can have to make it happen for others. For what? For others. Why don't you do the same? There are people always who are thinking somebody owes them something. For anything to happen, you have to push them. For anything to happen, they must experience pain. It's then that they will move. But today, you can't make that decision that there are others. And here, I'm speaking specifically to you. That you only think about yourself. You only think about yourself. We said, invite somebody. But you came by yourself. Can you ask your neighbor, what is in you? That makes you, it's only you. Think about others. Can you tell your neighbor, think about others. Tell them God loves others. We have to live for other people. You can't be a great human being by living for yourself. In South Africa, we have the greatest examples of people who gave their life for our freedom. Freedom is not only the material freedom, there is a spiritual freedom. That's what we are preaching today. People have to be set free from the power of darkness, from the power of the enemy, from the spirit of delay. But if you only think about yourself, that is why your progress is too slow. That is why you are not going too far. Because you are only thinking of yourself. You look for all excuses why it will not happen. I was shocked, somebody saying, giving a report that they say they have no friends. I say, wow. Is there any person who has no friend? It's not possible. You must serve others. Can you tell your neighbor, you must serve others. You must learn the principle that when you serve, you should not be paid when you serve. Yes. People come into the church, there are musicians sitting here. Just thinking, oh, I, I, if, I, if I could come. Many of them, after church, they will come and say, Pastor, I can play. I said, please, come to church. No, they said, no, you must pay me. Did, didn't Christ die for you? Can you ask neighbor? didn't Christ die for you? Why, why should we pay you? Why should we pay you to play music in the church? You must be willing to serve. Come and serve. We have been serving for free all these years. Suddenly you arrive, you say, you say you must pay me. You must serve. I can tell you only, you must serve. There are others that need to be served. There are others that need to be served. We must serve. You must lay down your life for others. You must be willing to lay down your life for others. You must be willing to give your life for others. The greatest of them all is the one that serves all, not the one that serves themselves. May the Lord have mercy on us. We must use all the blessings that the Lord has given to us to serve others. Emmanuel Christian Church, you don't exist for yourself. I said you don't exist for yourself. I said you don't exist for yourself. We have our conference next week. I hope you will not behave like today. And say, oh, I'm going just uh, to come to church and enjoy myself with my girlfriend and with my boyfriend. They will entertain us. We don't entertain in the church. We don't entertain. Every song, every poetry, whatever that we do has a message. If you have an ear, you will hear that God is talking to you. As the children, it's like they are playing, but there's no play. It's very supernatural, it's very spiritual. Hallelujah. Faith as bold as a lion. Hallelujah. Faith emboldens you. Faith makes you strong. Faith makes you powerful. Faith makes you not to doubt yourself. When you have faith in God, you know that God is with you, and all that you need in this life, God will bring it through into your own life. Hallelujah. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. The book of Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to 37. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword or sword? Yet in all these things, in all the pain, the difficulty, the hardship, in all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Can you tell your neighbor, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me. Now, you have to read the preceding words, the verses they give us there. It says, you know, shall tribulation, what is tribulation? Hardship, difficulty, persecution, all these things, when they come against you, will they separate you from the love of God? Will your hardship, your current situation, your current challenges that you have, will they separate separate you from the love of God? Because you don't have a job. Oh, God doesn't work. Listen, how many of us have jobs? A lot of us. So you are the only one. Don't generalize it. Imagine somebody. Somebody many years ago came here and said, oh, uh, there's no young man to marry me. You know, there are people who come to church with the standards. They look at all of us and say, we are low class. And so they say, we are living. I'm looking for a husband. So none of us could qualify to be a husband. You get it? So many years after, four, five, six years, I met the person. And I asked the person, are you married? Listen, suffering is part of Christianity. Did you hear what I said? Suffering is tribulation, hardship. The Bible says, in the midst of all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Hallelujah. The righteous are bold. You have to be bold and face up. Don't retreat. Don't run away from the challenges of life. Stand your ground. Stand upon the promise of the word of God. God has promised. It's never too late. God will come on time. God will be on time. God will come true for you. Can you tell me, neighbor? God is coming true for you. God has come true for you. He has sent Jesus. Hallelujah. Be unwavering. Stand your ground. Be steadfast and immovable. Make the decision. This is the choice that I've made. I'm standing upon my choice. I've made this decision. I'm standing on that decision and God will come true for you. Hallelujah. Be steady and unshakable. Be steady. Can you tell neighbor? be steady. Yes. Don't be like plastic that is blown everywhere by the wind. Be strong. Make a decision. Make a stand and God will come true for you. The book of Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. Proverbs 28, verse 1. It says, "The wicked flee when no man persuade. The wicked flee when no man persuade. But the righteous are bold as a lion." can you tell neighbor? you must be bold and stand for your convictions. You must stand for your convictions. Hallelujah! So you have to understand that the righteous are bold as a as a lion. You you have to make that decision. I believe the scripture. I believe what God has promised, and it will come to pass upon my life. Faith, number one, faith is speaking and believing and standing on the rhema word. What is the rema word? The rema word is the word that is received. The book of Matthew, chapter 4, from verse 1 to 4. Jesus, the Bible tells us he went. It says, then uh, was Jesus led up, of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward in hunger. And when the, the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God. Can you tell your, your neighbor, if thou be the son of God. Tell, tell your neighbor, I know I am the son of God. He says, if thou be the son of God, Command these stones to be made bread. This is the struggle of many people. Most people are trying to make bread. I'm trying to make a living. I'm working very hard. I'm doing this for myself. And even after you have labored and toiled, there is not much that has come out of your effort. Because you have beaten on what Satan has said. If you are the man of God. I always use this word. The day you dress up and you come out and say, today they will see me. Then you should know Satan has beaten you. Yes. You are, not, you are not dressing up to show off, but you are doing it as part of a normal dress. It says, Command these stones be made bread. Verse, verse 4, please. But Jesus, this is the Ramah wheat. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Can you tell your neighbor? It is written, men shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You are not convincing. Can you tell your neighbor? Man shall not live by bread alone. You say it again. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You have to understand that Rema gives you that understanding that God does speak. And even now, in the midst of this crowd, God is speaking to an individual. God doesn't speak to us as a crowd. The rammer I receive, the revelation that I receive is different from the revelation the person sitting next to me. Never be deceived that you and your friend are not on the same pace. Never. You will not even die the same day. One, one, one couple the way they were, I was sharing the gospel with them and they were taking it very lightly and I said to the two of them, one of you will die before the other and then the one who will remain will learn out of your death that he needs to receive Jesus and you will be going to hell alone. They were making, they were making a position to stand. to say, no, we are fine. We do go to churches and when, but we lack our life. And I said, your life will change. One of you will die before the other. And you'll be shocked that the one that will remain behind is the one that will say, hey, I better change. But unfortunately, you won't be there to make any change. Am I talking to get somebody? You must be convinced. He says, but by every word Jesus said to Satan, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Man shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Most of us are stuck in the bread level. Every day, we are laboring for bread. We are thinking all these material things they will give us fulfillment, they will give us joy but in the midst of that, is then that we are discovering it's not as it's supposed. After you have toiled and work all night like Peter, you discover there isn't much fish in your net. The more you labor, the less the returns come. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter thirty-one, verse four. For thus says that 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 for thus the Lord has spoken to me, a lion roars. He says, he "Has spoken to me like as the lion and the young lion roaring on his prey when multiplied, when multitude of shepherds is called forth against him." He will not be afraid of their voice, nor abase himself for the noise of them. So shall the Lord of hosts come down to fight for Mount Zion and for the hill thereof. Hallelujah. You have to understand that you have to be bold as a lion. Even though there are many noises, voices that are coming against your life, stand upon the promise of the word of God. Listen, everything that we do, people tell us we will fail. People will tell you you will not pass. If you pass, you will not get the job. Some people will say there's no longer marriage. Why should I marry? Listen, it's your, it's, that is your only experience. It's not our experience. Our experience is a great experience. talking somebody. So you must have faith. When the shepherds are coming against the lion, they make noise in order to scare it. But here the scripture gives us a picture that the lion is not perturbed nor shaken. There is a picture they showed in one of the books. A lion was was sitting at the water hole, and a big elephant, this, this big giant male elephant, it came rushing towards the lion, and the lion was looking at at, at the elephant. And the, the capture of the picture says the lion was not intimidated because when he saw the elephant, it saw lunch. I don't know you get it. It was not intimidated. The elephant was irritated that the lion was close to the water hole. They wanted to drink. And the lion has made up its mind, I'm relaxing on this water hole. Until I'm done, nobody's coming close. So the elephant with this giant body could not move the lion because the lion was not pert- perturbed. Listen, there are a lot of things that people can say about your life. Every one of us has something that people are saying. Most of the things that people are saying are not right. It's just the, the imaginations of men. I want you to have an understanding that you have to be bold as a lion. Don't be perturbed by the things that will not happen. Hallelujah. The Lord is with you. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your power in the midst of hardship. The Bible says the Lord will come true for you. It says, so shall the Lord of hosts come down to fight for Mount Zion. The Lord will fight for you. Can you tell your neighbor, the Lord will fight for you. Yes, He says the battle is the Lord. It's not your battle. When I look at it, people will tell you, oh, somebody died of TB. I will not be a statistic of TB. Oh, somebody died of AIDS. I will not be a statistic of AIDS. Somebody died of an accident. I will not die and be a statistic of an accident. Do You get the understanding. You you stand upon the promise of the word of God. You stand there. Faith is having a remark. What did God say? And what is God saying to me? What is my revelation? And what is the conviction that comes in your life? The second thing, faith defies intimidation. Fear and bullying. Life always has a tendency to bully us. People will tell you, you are finished. You are finished. There's nothing more that will come out of your life. Let me tell you, there is great things that are coming to your life. The Bible says a a live dog is better than a dead lion. Everybody might have written you off. Everybody might be speaking how powerful and how strong, great connections they have. Listen, we don't succeed by connections. We succeed by the favor and the grace of God. As the Guptas, they will tell you. For a season, they look like they are succeeding. Even their friends and those around them, they look like they are succeeding. For a season, criminals look to have a upper hand. For a season. But a day will come when a righteous man will stand and all their castles will come down As fast as they build them. Let me tell you, the Lord is on your side. Satan cannot bully you again. Take your position, even though we are fighting. This This is a spiritual warfare. We are fighting against all that is thrown towards us. We take our position, for the Lord is with us. The book of Psalm 24, verse 124, from verse 1. It gives us that understanding... We will not be bullied. It says, if it has not been for the Lord who was on our side. Can you tell your neighbor, the Lord is on my side. Maybe you don't understand. Until now, you have survived vicious sickness and diseases. You will not know. You will not know. You have survived vicious things. That have been sent your way, but the Lord have been gracious to you. The Bible says, I did not been for the Lord who was on our side. Now, uh, let, let Israel say, my, 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 my challenge to you is be confident that the Lord is on your side. And the Bible says, if the Lord is for us, who can be against us? You have been written off, you will succeed. You have been written off that where you are, your loans and everything, your car, your house, whatever is being taken. I want to give you a challenge and a, a promise that God will come true for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Faith is not influenced by your perceived immediate danger or needs or threats. When the threat comes, the righteous become much bolder. For they know the Lord will come true for me. Hallelujah. The prophet says, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. That greater is he that is with us than the one that is in the world. God is with you and God will see you through. The book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 16 to 18, and then we'll read, hallelujah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were being bullied they were being intimidated. They were trying to inculcate fear in their hearts. That's what Satan will want you to do. That when you, you catch flu, they tell you it's a flu that kills people. When you have AIDS, they will tell you AIDS will kill you. When you have TB, they will tell you TB will kill you. High blood. All these things people will profess. When you don't work, people tell you there are no more jobs. Will, chances are that you will never work again. But I want you to have faith. That in the midst of all these things that intimidate, that bully, that brings fear in our hearts, we will stand upon the promise. Verse, eight, verse 16 uh, of the book of Daniel chapter 3 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answers the king. And, and they say, O king Nebuchadnezzar. Can you, just, can you say it? O king Nebuchadnezzar. Hallelujah. I like the words they use. They say, we are not careful to answer thee. In this matter. In other words, we don't care. We will answer you. You have brought your threats, but you will not intimidate me. You have brought, maybe a disease is threatening you. You must write it there. Where they say, Nebuchadnezzar, say, Oh, oh, King, King, oh, HIV, AIDS. I will not be careful to answer to you. I will live. I will live my life to the full. Hallelujah. I will not be intimidated by it. It says, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, I will not be careful to answer thee in this matter. Verse 17, please. If it be so, if death comes, let it come. Everybody dies anyway. Who's going to live forever? Oh, you are not sure you are going to live forever. The physical body is going to die. This body is going to die. This physical body is going to give up. And say, if be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, Okay. They are daring him and poking their fingers into his eyes. They say, you say you are the king, we tell you the current situation, circumstance will not bully us, will not challenge, will not make us to be fearful, nor will we relent in believing in what we believe. I want to say the same to you. that take a stand in God. God wants to come true for you. Fear and intimidation reduces our effectiveness and it makes us to hope and to be at the mercy of others. You have to fight your fight and stand your ground knowing that your salvation is not very far, My salvation is in the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 18, please. It says, but if not, if God doesn't deliver us physically, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve thy gods. We will not bow to the gold. You know, most of us have bowed to the gold. Some people will say, oh, I'm working. I'm not going to church today. Yeah, they bow to the gold. They will work throughout the night. And in the morning they will not come to church. Or they will go and party throughout the night. And in the morning they don't come. They say, oh, I'm tired. People will say, I'm doing washing. You know, women are caught by the gold. I will do the washing on Sunday. I will not come to church. I'll do the washing on Sunday. It's the spirit. is the spirit of Babylon. The spirit of delay: Satan wants to steal from you, and you allow him, because you are thinking, "If I do this, 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 I will make more, but in truth, you will be wasting your life. He says, okay, we will not serve that gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Most of us are saving the golden image. The money that we pursue. That we think will bring joy. When you are poor, you think money is the greatest thing. The rich, they know money doesn't answer. They commit suicide. They kill themselves. For you, you are saying, oh, if I could be as rich as so and so. The more money you have, the more unhappiness. Or oh, you don't know. You don't know. The more money you have, the more unhappiness. Money doesn't bring joy. Money doesn't bring contentment. When you see the children of the, the new rich, the new rich are all of our people who have just started to work. They earn money. They drive the nicest car. They stay in the suburb where they have desired. And then their children use drugs. Their children do everything that they thought they would not do. I don't you understand. Your money has become a curse. You give it to your children, they don't buy food. They buy something else. You have a nightmare because every time you give them something, they transform into something else. When you speak to them, they can't hear because you are caught. you are worshiping the gold. Yes, You are saying to them, oh, let's take them to the pastor to pray, but your heart is not in it. So the children cannot transform, the children cannot be changed. May the Lord have mercy. May you have power over the spirit of mammon in the name of Jesus. May you be as bold as a lion in the name of Jesus. May you refuse to be intimidated by the sudden wealth that you have. Yeah. Some people immediately they start, they get into loans. They can't, you have to work overtime. It's not like you like working. You have become a slave to yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't work overtime, yeah, you are not going to pay your loans. We're going to come and take this car. We're going to come and take the house. So you have become, you are being bullied by the circumstances you have put yourself in. But when you got into those circumstances, you never understood that this is not a good circumstance. It's like going to the shops here. uh, They are wooing students to have accounts for clothes. Listen, clothes are free. China is a blessing. But you want to have a card. You say, I'm going to have a card. They bought the same clothes from China. They are selling you. They bought them for 20 rand, Sell them to you for 100 rand, And you are happy. While the China shop is next door, God has remembered you and brought the China shop next door. You don't have to travel to China to get it. You get it. But for you, you are not looking at it that way. You are being intimidated because of your lust, your desire for other things. May the Lord have mercy. So these three men, they said to the king, we will not bow down to the image. In other words, we will not follow the common pattern of life. What everybody's doing, everybody's kneeling down, everybody's worshipping, everybody's saying, if I could just get a slice better than a loaf, they say, the loaf belongs to us, we want the whole loaf. Verse 25, after they were thrown into the fire, this is what the king says, he says, he answered and said to them, Lo, I see four men loose. Walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no, uh, they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth man is like the son of God. Hallelujah. Listen, Jesus is here to come true for you. The issue is the step of faith. Don't be intimidated when people threaten you. And you become intimidated and say, oh, the end of this thing might not be good. I might not, they might not favor me later in life. Take a stand and take a position. Take a stand and take a position. God will come true for you. The king realized later that people he sent to destroy these people were the ones that were destroyed by the fire. These young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they remained steadfast and strong. They remained steadfast and strong. When, when our chest started in the city, we were going around everywhere. We were being intimidated. Every time, by the big companies, and so forth. And one day, we gave a prophetic word that God is going to bless us. And we said, in six months, the Lord will give us a building. Six months came, and we moved into this building. We bought this building and moved into it. And yesterday, I was talking to somebody. He said, oh, you owe, you owe the building. I said, listen, long time, long time. We, we are landlords. We are not tenants. God has enabled us not to be intimidated by anybody. May this be your story in the name of Jesus. I said may this be your story in the name of Jesus. You have to have faith to stand upon the prophetic word. God has promised the righteous are as bold as a lion. You should not be intimidated that if I give my 20 rand, I will not have a loaf of bread. That's a lie. You have lived all your life for free. Somebody has been feeding you until you started working. When you started working, you thought, oh, I can provide for yourself. And I can tell you today, since the day you started working, you are broke. You are poor. You don't have enough money. That means, I can prove it to you. When your parents and somebody was paying for you, you ate like a king. You had no border until you started working. The day you earned your pay, that's when you realize you don't have money. You became much poorer than you were before. Oh, you check, try it. Get a job. You will see. You will be staying with your parents while you earn a salary bigger than your father. I'm telling you. You can go and check it. All the young people, check your salary. It's bigger than your father. Possibly ten times more. I know. I've been there. You earn big money. That can buy nothing. Yes. The salary looks big. But it takes wisdom. That's why the Bible says, by wisdom a house is built. Not by money. You can have money. There are a lot of people who have money, but they are renting. Oh, you people don't don't get it. (laughs) I live by faith. You can live by your sight. You can allow yourself. I'm saying to you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego believe the supernatural. When they were told fire is coming, you see, when you look at your friends, they look like they are progressing. But the car they drive, the house they stay in, and everything else, they don't owe. For you, your, your Uber is a blessing. You get it? Listen, I pay and I don't owe anyone. You don't get it. You'll get it someday. One day you'll remember me. Hallelujah. A car is a transport. Uber is a transport. Bolt is a transport. Sometimes I leave my house, I don't drive a car. I just go on an ebb and call a car and say, today I want to be driven. So somebody drives me and you have a choice, luxury or standard car. You get it? They just shall live by faith. If you check how much is paying per month, and what you will pay Uber for, per month, sometimes you might be saving a fortune. Does it make sense? But you don't get it. I can see you are too, too, too quiet. May the Lord have mercy on us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they believed the supernatural, and God came through for them. We bought this building by faith. We came. I came to this building before we bought it. I walked in. It was a shop. I walked in. I looked at it. I gave them a check for rent for six months. They said no. I drove away. One day I came, I packed here. When I lifted my eyes, there was a small board like this, written for sale. I saw a, a telephone number. Cell phones were coming into fashion. I had my cell phone, I phoned. In 1992, not 1992, 2002. I phoned. When I phoned, the woman says, yes, it's for sale. I asked, how much? I told you I don't pay full price. You pay, I don't. So when the woman, when, I, when we gave, they asked me, how much do you want to pay for the building? I told them, this is how much I, I'm going to pay. After they quoted their millions, I said, I'll pay so much. When we finished, after we signed and I gave them the money, the woman who was selling the building says, you don't know, this man was ready to give it for free. That's why he asked you in my presence, how much do you want to pay? If you said, give me, he says he has already made up his mind, but he just wanted you to pay him. And I said to the woman, I didn't lose. Even today, I still believe I didn't lose. I gave him what was fair. You can't buy this building for the money I gave him. Am I talking to somebody? But you you go and pay. You, you believe in gold. You believe in men shall live by bread. You see, when you believe men shall live by bread, this time when we come to church to worship God, you must go and work so that you can have bread. And if even when you have bread you get offended when we come to your house because you will not dish for us. The smell of food will remain. We, we come to your house and it's smelling meat. We can feel you have cooked. We will sit there. You'll give us a glass of water until the smell of food disappears in the house altogether like you never cooked in the first place. You must be a great host. Can't you remember? You must be a great host. Faith emboldens you. Faith Gives you strength to stand, to say, I believe the word of God. I believe what God has said. May the Lord have mercy. Faith is sacrifice. Can you say faith is sacrifice? Faith is sacrifice. Queen Esther said, if I perish, I perish. You can't have faith and be on two sides. It's not possible. You have to believe. If God is going to come true for you, if the blessing of the Lord is going to stay on you, you have to take a position. You can't be a Christian by coming to church. If that was the case, the cockroaches in this building will be Christians. They came. They are in the building as well. I'm going somebody. So you, you cannot claim while you don't act on what you believe. You have to act on what you believe. You have to die for your conviction. Christ died on the cross Because he had the conviction that I'm dying so that the human race will be saved from the chains of darkness, of sin, of the power of of, of death. That they will have eternal life. Not only when they go to heaven, but when they start to live here on earth. Because the Bible teaches us that the blessing of the Lord make it rich and it's no sorrow. When we come to Jesus, we are being blessed by the Lord. We are touched by the blood and our life transformed. So, faith is no faith if there is no sacrifice. You can't be a Christian without living a sacrificial life. It's not possible. I said on Thursday, the greatest part of some of the greatest offerings a young man can give is his sexuality. Sexuality. To keep yourself pure, not to sleep around, is the highest level of sacrifice. Few people can do it. Now, the world in our system today, if you keep yourself pure, you are a virgin, you keep yourself, people laugh at you. They laugh at you, mock you, because your sacrifice is far superior than what they can give. But the things that are real are being mocked at because people cannot do it. You pay your tithe, people say, oh, you have money. No, no. It's the sacrifice. You give your offering. People say, oh, you give an offering. You have money. No, 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 no. It's not about money. It's about faith. What did the scripture say? What did God say? If God said it, I'm going to keep myself pure. Faith without sacrifice is no faith. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. You must stand for something. Can you tell neighbor? you must stand for something. Yeah. If you are a Christian, be a Christian. Don't be a Sunday, Sunday Christian. Submarine. Sunday, twiggy, 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 You come, uh, you are in church. Uh, you lift up your hands. And when the church is out, you go back to the old nature. You fight everybody else. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. This, you have to stand and believe against all odds. When things are standing against you, you have to believe. Faith. Faces death, faith faces loss, and faith faces the eyes of the public. When everybody else say, crucify him, crucify him, Jesus didn't change his story. Don't change yours. Can't tell anybody, but don't change yours. Your faith should dare the devil. Your faith should create a stare in the hearts of others for people to see. Think about it, Nelson Mandela going to jail. And they said, We will we will send you for 29, for 27 years. They didn't even tell him, they said, for life. And they said, Mandela, when he gave his statement, his pleading statement, he says, I'm willing and ready to die. Can you ask your neighbor? Are you willing and ready to die? For your for your beliefs. He believed. What do you believe? What do you you stand for? God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Faith as bold as a lion. The woman said, if I perish, I perish. I will go before the king. And if I get killed, I will die. But I will have died having made a stand and a a, a position. Genesis 22, verse 2. We see there God speaking to Abraham and says, give me. Your son, your only begotten son, Isaac. And he looked at it and he said to himself, This is too much to ask. He says, Go and offer him in Moriah. God God is not looking for things that have no value. Can you show the neighbor? God is not looking for things that have no value. The first call, God demands your life. That's the first call. If you can't give your life, you are not worthy. Christ gave his life. You must be willing to give your life. If you are going to experience all the good that life has to bring, it's not really living in paradise and having no problems. That's not Christianity. Christianity is the ability to live successfully, powerfully, while you go through all the challenges that everybody goes through, but victoriously so. So, you have to have faith as bold as a lion Be willing to give the best of all that you have. And here Abraham was challenged to say, you have to give the best. And Abraham, when he answered his son, his son said, I can see the fire. I can see the wood. Where is the lamb? Abraham said, God will provide for himself a lamb. May the Lord provide for you a lamb today in the name of Jesus. Salvation is hidden in our faith. When we have faith in God, salvation is coming. When we have faith in God, we experience the supernatural. Hallelujah. And lastly, faith works. For faith to work, it takes boldness. Verse 8 of the book of Genesis 22, it says, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself for a bent offering. There was no bent offering. The boy was the bent offering. But when he answers, he says, God will provide for himself a lamb. God is going to provide for you. Can you tell your neighbor? God is going to provide for you. In the midst of nothingness, God is coming through for you. In the midst of hardship, when there is hopelessness, God is coming through for you. When everybody has written you off, you know, we we traveled yesterday, we went to a wedding. Listen, the past eight years of ANC government has been horrible. The level of poverty, you can see that communities, there's no money anywhere. Institutions that were flourishing, they are dry as a twig. You look at it and you can only see the hope, few people that, that have hope who are sustaining communities. But when you go and as you drive I mean, where we went is far Six hours. As you drive, you can see the country is really was in the grip of darkness. The level of poverty, the hardship, and some, some of us had no feeling. No feeling. Nothing. As long as I have bread. As long as I'm eating. Me, my, my, my child, and my friends, we are fine. I was shocked. I said I said it yesterday. I said this this shows us when righteous men are, 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 are not bold. This is what happens. We didn't need to go. Listen, if escom goes down, forget it. I can take you into Africa. They have no electricity. You know, Sunday morning they pray. If you are going to have a wedding, you'll have 40 days of prayer and fasting so that during your wedding. Electricity will not go. I know you don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. Go to Zimbabwe. They will tell you. You have to pray. Father, I pray that during this one hour, two hours. You see, we've been preaching no electricity cuts. But if a storm goes down, we'll have generators throughout this city, smoke everywhere. We'll be praying some prayers because the righteous man was not bold enough. To say it he stops here. It takes faith to change things. I felt strongly in my heart. We need to make prayer and fasting just for South Africa, nothing else. We don't pray for ourselves, we just pray for the country. To say, Lord, raise more righteous men, not crooked men, not men who are interested for their own goods. I was talking to some people, I said, listen, my my record stands for me. For this past eight years, I've served the church, I've served the community. I have not enriched myself. When this building was bought, there was a check written in my name. V.M. Lord. It was not given to the church. It was in my name. I don't know if you get it. When I got the check, I said, wow. I could buy McDonald's, you know. I could buy Mercedes Benz. What do you think? I could buy a block of flats. It was a sizable money. But I looked at it I said, listen, this building... It's not mine. It belongs to the community. It belongs to you. I don't know if you get it. We, We have to stand in faith. We have to believe the impossible. We have to believe that the little that you do will add to the greater good of every other person. And that the good will come our way as compared to going to our villages and realize that's why everybody's leaving the village, coming to town. Why should I die in the village while people are living well in the cities? And unfortunately, when they arrive here in the city, the city says more dry than the village itself. At least in the village, they can plant some spinach. In Sunnyside, there's no way to plant spinach. Hallelujah. You must be bold as a lion. Hallelujah. Lastly, as I said, boldness. Faith works through boldness. Genesis Chapter 22, verse 8. It says, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself a lamb uh, for a bent offering. The same is true. Don't be intimidated that currently you don't have resources. Do what you can do. God will come true for you. Hallelujah. God will bless you and God will show kindness. When the world was hopeless, God sent Jesus that through him, all of us, our life will be transformed and renewed. The book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. And I close. It says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus came and was given to us that through faith we may receive him. The Bible says, Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word. We need to hear. We need to respond. Because God in his own wisdom. Enable us that when we believe in Christ. Our faith will grow. And as we get deeper into the scriptures. We will be able to achieve even much more. Hallelujah. So John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him. Should not perish. But have an everlasting life. Verse 17, he says, God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that through him, the world might be saved. So the intent and the love of God towards us is to make sure that we live our life by faith in Christ Jesus, who have loved us and gave his life for us, that through him, we might live a victorious life. A life that is full of contentment, a love that is full of understanding, because we know, That our end, our life doesn't end when the flesh dies. But our end goes, our life goes beyond. That's why Jesus says, and all those who received him in the book of John, he he have given them the right to be called children, sons of God. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to pray for yourself as we pray to bring yourself before the Lord. Maybe it's the first time you are coming to our church. Or you have been coming to church. I want you to pray for yourself. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have an everlasting life. God has a good plan for your life. Not to harm you. He, He has given you faith. So that through your faith, your life will be changed and transformed. I always say to people, when you look at our life, we look like we are ready made. But it was the same faith that helped to transform our life.